You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Jake Neer. Thanks for being here. A little later in the show, we'll talk with the author of The Beer Geek's Handbook, which dives into the rise of the craft brew industry and lifestyle we're seeing so much of here in Michigan. In fact, we'll spend the entire hour talking beer. We'll also talk with Francis Stroh, who recently published a book about the Stroh family legacy. But first up, we'll talk about the company that family launched here in Detroit, the Stroh Brewing Company. Stroh's took hold in Detroit in the mid-1800s and eventually became one of the largest beer companies in America. But the company faced tough times in the latter half of the 20th century and ended up leaving Detroit in 1985. The Stroh label is now owned by Pabst, and that company hopes to reconnect the brand with Detroit. It's launching a brand new brew under the Stroh's name, a bohemian-style pilsner, which will be brewed right here in Detroit. Here to talk about that is Eric Phillips, Stroh's brand manager. Eric, thanks so much for joining us here on Detroit Today. Jake, thank you very much for having me. I want to talk a little bit about the headlines because what I what I've seen a lot is Stroh's coming back to Detroit. Uh, of course, that's not necessarily the the full picture here. Obviously, the 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 main production won't be here in Detroit, but there's going to be a specific, uh, you know, a brew uh, that that you're going to be producing here. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what that is? Yeah, we're very excited to be bringing back. Stroh's Bohemian-style Pilsner to the city of Detroit and brewing in uh, in Corktown. It's very exciting. Over 30 years since Stroh's has been gone. Um, and, and yes, the Stroh's lager that is available on the shelves currently will still be produced at, uh, at other facilities. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to start off by just asking you a little bit about this decision for Stroh's to come back to Detroit. Um, you know, this is obviously Stroh's is not uh, the company it was uh, when it was here in Detroit. But what was how did that decision get made? And uh, what do you expect the reception to be? First, we the reception thus far from talking with people has just been fantastic. Um, and really, when you stop and think about it, Stroh's is synonymous with Detroit, uh, a brand that began in the city in 1850 and was here until 19, uh, 1985. So a very long life here. Uh, and we felt the timing was right with the, the state of beer in the state of Michigan for Stroh's to return to its roots and, and connect again with the, with the people of Detroit. Uh, and we're very proud to be, to be once again brewing in the city. There's so much energy so much passion in the city and, and we really feel that for our brand with Stroh's uh, and think that the timing was was right to to reintroduce a high quality craft product under the Stroh's banner and, and really do the brand justice uh, getting back to our roots and heritage you know we like to say Stroh's was craft before craft was cool uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how much more craft you can get than delivering beer out of a wheelbarrow. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. I know that you're well-versed on the, the history of, of this brand, especially here in Detroit. Can you talk about how it was founded? What did it look like when Stroh sort of popped up here? Yeah, Stroh's was founded by Bernhard Stroh in 1850 uh, after he immigrated from Germany, from Kern, Germany, uh, where the family had a history of brewing from 1775. So a huge brewing family, long history of, of brewing. Uh, and when he got to the city of Detroit, uh, he did what he knew how to do. He created a brewery out of his basement, started delivering beer by wheelbarrow, uh, really in a small area to begin with, uh, call it a couple blocks around his home. And then as reputation got out and word got out about how good his beer was, that radius grew 
and the customer base grew. And eventually he started uh, what was uh, originally called the Lionhead Brewery mm. um, and later changed to the Stroh Brewery Co. Uh, and uh, eventually the company grew to become the third largest brewer in the U.S. Mm. Uh, prior to its sale in uh, 1999. Yeah, and I want to talk a little bit about what happened to the brand here in Detroit. Um, why why exactly did it seem to have trouble, and why did it eventually have to sell? It, combination of, of the environment uh, in beer at that time, you know, post-prohibition, the growth of some of the larger, larger companies. Um, and then uh, in 99, you know, Strohs was sold between Miller and Pabst, uh, and Pabst currently owns the Stroh brand itself, mm-hmm. um, and and really looks at Stroh's as as a gem. Uh, Stroh's falls under uh, part of our company called our local legends division, uh, and and we really affectionately look at some of these regional beers like Stroh's, and, and recognize the the responsibility of bringing back uh, these lost sort of brands to their home. Um, and the connection that they have with the people. And I go out on the street and I talk with people, talk with consumers about what Stroh's means to them. And I get stories about how grandfathers and fathers worked there and mothers worked there. And, you know, hear stories about picnics on Belle Isle. And, and people just mention these great memories. Um, and they're all tied to this, to this product that's uniquely Detroit. Um, so bringing that back into the city and, and giving another generation uh, of Detroiters and Michiganders the opportunity to, to make those memories, I, I, I don't know how you can go wrong. Mm. This is Detroit Today. Um, I'm Jake Neer speaking with Eric Phillips, uh, the brand manager for Stroh's here in Detroit about the Stroh's Bohemian style Pilsner, which will be uh, brewed right here in Detroit uh, for the first time Stroh's has been brewing here in, in quite some time. Um, and Eric, I, I, w- I wanted to talk a little about again about uh, how Stroh's sort of disappeared from Detroit in terms of production here. Uh, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but what really doomed Stroh's was, a, in some ways, at least a big part of it, was a declining market. The, the, the beer market was sort of diminishing around that time, uh, and at the same time, the company was really piling up debt. Um, of course, now the, the beer market seems to be expanding, sort of booming, um, and although that expansion seems to be largely fueled by the rise of craft beer here in Michigan, at least that's what we've heard, um, you know, I'm curious where Stroh's sort of fits in there. I mean, you know, I, I think when people think of Stroh's, they don't really think craft beer. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. So the with Stroh's departure from, from Detroit really was uh, based upon the fact that the brewery here uh, was kind of landlocked and there was really no room for expansion on that facility. Uh, it was an older facility, uh, original to the company, uh, and they needed more growth. As you said, um, you know, there was expansion in the, in the industry at that time. Mm-hmm. Stroh's, as a company, was, was acquiring other brewers uh, and looking to go national with, with the Stroh's brand itself. Uh, and, um, you know, as time went by, the, like you said, the debt load and um, became things that uh, couldn't uh, couldn't be overcome. But the resurgence, you know, the, the great thing is that there were there were stewards of the brand to come in and and preserve the brand, and, and carry on the tradition that was happening with Stroh's. Um, and you know, the timing is is right now with with new ownership at, at Pabst. Uh, we really look at ourselves as a very entrepreneurial, you know. 
hundred plus year old startup, uh, which is kind of funny to say, but but that's the mentality that we take um, and, and really like to push forward. Uh, while, while, you know, keeping a, a very keen eye on the past and the heritage and tradition of the product. Uh, and returning to Detroit, I mean, as a lifelong Detroiter, I know those Stroh stories. I, I hear those Stroh stories. I lived them as well. So to be able to, to have the, the controls to bring that back uh, and be part of it, it, it's a very big honor. And just from talking with people, it seems like the city is, is really willing to embrace that, ready to embrace it. Uh, I like to say there's this dormant love for Strohs. The people just needed a reason to, to re-engage with us. Mm. Um, and in terms of in terms of Strohs and you know not being necessarily associated with craft, I'd say that definitely. I mean, with the with the current product that's out there, but through the history of Strohs, mm-hmm. we say that you know Strohs was craft before craft was cool uh, in, internally to our company. I mean, you do, you don't get much more craft than delivering Stro, you know delivering beer out of a wheelbarrow when you're starting up. You know, using the finest ingredients. You know, the innovation that Strohs used over the years with the fire brewing process um, and sourcing the highest quality ingredients from from Europe. Um, we're taking that spirit and putting it into the product that we're bringing out today with the Stroh's Bohemian. Mm. Uh, and we're using these fantastic German Saz and Magnum hops. We're even throwing a little bit of Sterling in there from, you know, that everybody will remember as the, the Stroh's taste mm-hmm. uh, and blending it with a great Vienna malt uh, that just really balances this, this wonderful golden Pilsner uh, and finishes with this excellent crisp taste, leaving you wanting a, another sip. I was going to say, you know, I, I, I will admit I had a little bit of this product uh, a little earlier, and it, it, was, uh, it, was, it was really interesting to me uh, that... It seems like uh, I also recently just had Strohs for the first time. I'll admit, uh, maybe a little <laughs> embarrassed to admit, but that's just uh, fine. That uh, you know, it, it seems to me like for people who have had Strohs before, um, that in, in the the product that's widely distributed now, the the the, the uh, lager, that um, y- it wouldn't feel that far off from from that. That you wouldn't say, "Wow, this is really." This is this is too different for me to really associate with Stroh's, but for a lot of people who are into the more flavorful, maybe craft beers with the heavier beers, I think I've had some craft beers that have less flavor than than this uh, Bohemian uh, Pilsner. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? That it seems like uh, that you're 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 trying, you're attempting to thread a needle here. It seems like, and uh, I would I would argue that that you've been fairly successful. Well, first, thank you. Uh, we've spent a lot of time. Uh, on the development of this beer. Um, you know, we have a lot of old recipes from the Strawberry Co. Uh, at our disposal. Uh, and we looked at, you know, some of those old 1850 recipes and said, you know, how can we make this for today's drinker? How can we create uh, a great Bohemian Pilsner, which is a difficult style to do well? Um, and, and I think we've knocked it out of the park with it. Our, our brewers are, are just top-notch. Um, but how do we take this product and, and cross both lines? How do we bring back those people that remember Stroh's as a firebrewed product, introduce them to this new bohemian pilsner? And how do we bring, you know, people who are into some of the heavier, bigger craft products um, and, and make them realize that, look, we're in this because we love the city of Detroit, because we love beer, because this is our passion um, and, and we want to share it with people. Uh, and we think, I, I hope you agree, uh, we, we've 
we think we've done a, a, an excellent job with this this beer. And, and now the, the Bohemian uh, Pilsner, this is going to be available only in and around Detroit. Is that correct? It will be available in the uh, entire state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to only be in the state of Michigan uh, initially here with the product. It'll become available August 22nd. And also, this is, I, I think you mentioned this before with the uh, the local legends brands. This is mm-hmm. one of, of those. Talk a little bit about this. This is, this is not uh, something you're only doing in Detroit, correct? You're doing this in other places as well with different uh, new styles of beer? There are, uh, in the PAPS portfolio, yes, uh, under the Local Legends division, there are beers um, scattered across the, the country that are these regional uh, historic beers. Um, take it as like a, a Rainier up in Seattle, um, a uh, Olympia in Portland, Oregon, where, yes, we're, we're reinvigorating the brands, uh, putting new life into them. There's individuals like myself, uh, brand managers in those local markets, Um that connect with the people, that can read the pulse of what's going on. Um, And we recognize that local is what people want. And and it can't be done through a lens from far away. You have to be authentic and you have to be connected with the people uh, and in the area that the beer is. You're listening to Detroit Today. I'm Jake Neer, your host for today, talking to Eric Phillips, Stroh's brand manager here in Detroit. And we're talking about Stroh's Bohemian-style Pilsner, which is uh, just going to be debuting here uh, not too far in the future. And, And I wanted to touch on something that you just said in terms of the demand for local beer. We've been sort of touching on how the market has been changing quite a bit Mm -hmm. recently, Um, that it seems like there's a lot of new excitement, a lot of energy around beer, and it's sort of concentrated a lot in in this this rise of the craft beer industry, Um, especially here in Michigan. Michigan, uh, as we've heard uh, before, is probably one of the the best regions in, in the country for for this craft beer, um, you know, kind of uh, phenomenon that's happening right now, in, in terms of coming from Stroh's, uh, you know, with again, like we said before, a brand that isn't necessarily associated with this very much, but it sounds like Pabst um, is is really looking to tap into that. Uh, I know that uh, I, I think you mentioned before that you you yourself are a fan of the craft beers. If uh, you know, is that a fair statement? That absolutely is a fair statement. I have I have consumed both my fair share of a pint so <laughs> so <laughs> yes. so for someone like that for for people who are getting into this industry now I, I assume that you know the love of craft beer is there with with most people if you love beer you have to you have to have some appreciation for for these these uh, new beers coming out these new flavors mm-hmm. the experimentation um, how does uh, you know working at a, a company like Pabst like Stroh's um, allow for you to sort of explore those those different uh, passions. Yeah, the, the great thing with working for for a company like Stroh's and Pabst is the the depth of knowledge within the the business uh, and the company that we have, and we have fantastic brewmasters that uh, I'm able to work with on our beers, and I, I can take just about any idea and say, hey guys, what do you think? Can we do it? Should we do it? And <laughs> and I I get great feedback on. On my ideas from them, but but even more than that, we've got this great heritage of recipes um, that we have access to, mm. um, and, and there really is this history. You know, I mean, Stroh's Bach, uh, Stroh's Signature. There's these great beers that people remember um, that we have access to uh, and, and can bring back. Uh, should we decide that that's the right the right move? Um, but but the passion for the industry, you, you have to have passion. Uh, 
just as you have passion, I can tell, you know, for, for radio, you have to have passion in the industry. Otherwise, it falls flat. Mm. Um, and uh, the craft scene is, is no different than, than, you know, say the macro beer scene uh, in that regard. Uh, so the passion, the experimentation, it, it goes hand in hand uh, mm. in, in creating these new beers and, um, you know, getting out and talking with the people. That's that's a huge component of it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, see what people want. Uh, sure. Because we're definitely, you know, we're seeing a trend in, in the craft beer scene, as we've been talking about before, uh, of different beers coming in and out of favor, um, especially with some, you know, some great beers being produced here in Michigan, like, uh, you know, All Day IPA, uh, which is, is definitely one of one that I've, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just fantastic to see consumers willing to experiment, uh, willing to pick up a six pack and try something new. Um, and it's a, it's a fantastic time to be in beer. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting because it seems like, like you mentioned, the macro beers, the InBev and Budweiser. And, and it seems like we've been hearing headlines a lot about those companies really trying to figure out what to do about the new beer, uh, you know, environment now, uh, you know, uh, trying to put out some products that maybe appeal to this, sometimes trying to maybe even sort of squeeze out uh, craft brewers, that sort of thing. Um, it, but it seems like it seems like your approach here with, with Stroh's and with, with Pabst is a little bit different than what some of the bigger companies have sort of, you know, what, what do you think? Um, is the correct response there? I mean, I know this is a huge question, and I, I don't mean to put <laughs> yeah. uh, you know this huge. Uh, I realize this is just a conversation that's happening right mm-hmm. now. But where are you at this point in that conversation, with this sort of in mind that you know th- that that you that you guys are taking an approach here uh, that seems to be in in sort of that vein? What, mm-hmm. what do you think is is the right way to sort of uh, address this if you're already a big brewer, already you know brewing millions of barrels of beer? Certainly. Um, you know, you, you are. You're seeing a lot of different approaches by uh, AB InBev or, or Miller Coors in regards to acquisitions or, or creations of craft divisions. Um, it's tough to say what the, what the right path is. Um, you know, with us at Pabst, the brands under our local legends have been brands that Pabst has had for a very long time. Um, and, and we like to really breed... Uh, and, and show the genuine nature of of our brands, um, and, and not try and force anything. Um, you know, we can't tell people what they want. Mm. We would much rather interact with people uh, and and see what they want, and then form our plan. You know, particularly with Stroh's around that, uh, make it a lot more organic in, in regards. I mean, it's it's very much the way that uh, that Pabst Blue Ribbon. Uh, grew to popularity is the consumers took it and made it their own versus us doing a big marketing campaign, um, changing our labels and, and putting some big, you know, billboard up uh, or, or, you know, ad space on, on television. Mm. Um, so really it's about, about remaining true to the brand, true to the heritage and being good stewards of, of the products and brands that uh, are part of the part of our portfolio. Mm. And before I let you go, I wanted to just touch on one uh, thing here. We've seen 
companies, uh, sometimes from Detroit originally, sometimes not, um, you know, in general, not not just beer, but companies come to Detroit recently with this sort of revitalization here in the city and, uh, you know, uh, and sort of try to take advantage of this Detroit brand. Uh, you know, some companies like Shinola sort of uh, jump to mind, but critics of, of that would, would say even sort of co-opting the, the Detroit brand, this hardworking industrial city on its way back, uh, the, the gritty nature of that. And so I'm, I'm curious what you'd have to say about that, you know, that um, there are some who might say that this is sort of opportunistic in some ways. What, what, what is your response to that? I would say Stroh's never left. Mm. That is plain and simple. It's always been here. It's been in people's hearts. It's been in people's minds. Um, and we are just, again, giving them a way to reconnect with it um, and, and trying to do it in a very responsible way um, as to not fall into into that latter category that you talked about um, because we love it. We love the city. Um, you know, lifelong Detroiter. I love mm-hmm. the city. I want to do this right and make sure that people can enjoy it as much as I do. All right. Well, hey, thank you, uh, Eric Phillips with uh, Stroh's, the brand manager here in Detroit. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, the uh, The product, Stroh's Bohemian Style Pilsner, coming out on August 22nd here, and uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Coming up on Detroit Today, we'll continue our conversations about beer with the author of the Beer Geek Handbook, Patrick Dawson. We'll talk about the burgeoning craft beer scene, what makes a good brew, and some of the most notable beer regions in the country and the world. Where does Michigan rank? Stay tuned here to 1019 WDET.